Hey guys, it's Hallie, and welcome back to my podcast, Hallie Faith. So last week we did not have an episode because I was at the beach and I was not able to record one, but we're back this week, and today I want to talk about something that might feel a little bit awkward, but I don't want it to feel like that. I know it's going to feel awkward for me because my family listens to my podcast, but it's okay because I've talked about the same topic with them before in real life. Um, so our topic today is going to be purity. Um, to start off, I just want to say that there are multiple ways to be pure. Uh, not just, you know, with your body, but you also need to be pure with your mind, with your speech. So it's not just, um, physical. So let's get into the verses. Verse 1 is 1 Corinthians six eighteen. It says, Flee fornication. Every sin that man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Um, fornication, if you don't know, is sex before marriage. And the Bible talks a lot about it as being a sin. You know, God and his design made it to where we as Christians are supposed to wait until marriage to do anything physical with our husband. Um, so in this verse, basically, uh, say, okay, so it's saying if you commit fornication, you're sinning against your own body because you're giving someone your body before you are one with that person. You know, a lot of people say, you know, whenever you say I do, whenever you say that you're married, you are giving that person your body, you are becoming one. Um, so having sex before that, like, you're already giving them your body, but you're not one yet, so you're giving them something that isn't theirs. Um, so, uh, actually, let me say something before I keep going with the verses. I'm not trying to shame anyone. If you have had sex before you're married or anything like that, it's okay. Um, the point of this podcast is to help you from now on maybe have a different direction, you know, if you're not married, if you're a teenager like I am, maybe this will convince you to wait till marriage or at least try um, and ask God to help you wait and see why God made that as his design. Um, Because it wasn't uh, just to like, let us not have any fun um, and make it really hard for us to find a relationship. That wasn't the purpose of it. It was actually quite the opposite. So, second verse is 1 Timothy 4.12. It says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in, in, spirit, in faith, and in purity. So, here's the verse um, that is actually, you know, the verse of the whole podcast. And this one's perfect for, for purity because it's what I said earlier where purity is not just being pure with your body, but it's also being pure with your words, being an example, a pure example to other believers, um, in your conversations, in um, charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. (laughs) Um, So basically what this verse is saying, to sum it up, is to be pure in every aspect of life. You can't be a Christian and, you know, speak of gossip or speak cuss words because that's not pure language. just like, like every type of purity is a bad type of purity. It's not, God's not just calling us to be pure with our bodies, but he's calling us to be pure with our mind, our mouths, our hearts. You know, he wants everything to be pure. 
And one way to be pure with um, your mouth and if you're struggling with just being pure in any area, because this is going to help you um, with all of the areas that you need to be pure in, um, ask yourself what music you're listening to because I have friends who have different music tastes than I do and you know when they listen to like rap music I notice that like all of the songs um, even though they're kind of like love songs they're not really love songs because in the song they just talk about sex and sexual things and that's not love in my eyes that is not love um, that's lust so that's just a way that you can ask yourself am I listening to you know derogatory music that when it's being put into my mind it's making me think those things and maybe act on those things so the music is so important like that you listen to because that's one way that the devil gets teenagers because music is something that I'm pretty sure every teenager uh participates in like they listen to music they all have a different music taste you know whatever and I enjoy myself listening to music and it's I don't listen to just Christian music and sometimes I mean I'm definitely not a rap girl I don't like to listen to music that's just about sex but I am not going to skip a song if it has a cuss word in it so but I probably should because whenever I hear that song and whenever I'm hearing that cuss word it's just like putting it in my mind and making it um harder for me not to say so music is the way that the devil gets you because it connects all of the young people and a lot of people that are in the music industry, you look at them and they've sold their soul and you look at their music and it's very devilish. It's very demon-like. Hence, like, because they sold their soul to the devil so that they could become successful. And it's sad that what is looked like to be successful nowadays is demonic music. Like, that's sad. But it's just something that's going to happen the closer we get to the end times. So you just got to be able to spot it and say, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. So sometimes like whenever you listen to music, whenever you listen to a song, you kind of just listen to it and you kind of like humming along, whatever, but you're not really listening to the words. Make sure that you are listening to the words because songs can have good beats and they can make you feel good. But if you listen to the words, like that's what can get you. And you may not like know the words, but like in deep down in your mind, they're there and that could be what your problem is and why you can't be pure so check the music that you're listening to go through your playlist and delete anything that is just derogatory and is just not godlike at all because that's not you know just start with the ones that are really really bad and maybe work your way up or if anything you know delete the bad ones and maybe once a day listen to like one gospel song because gospel songs are good the the one thing I don't like about them is that they are really really long but you know, that's what skips for, and (laughs) if you don't have skips, then I guess you're just gonna have to listen to the whole song, but listen to a gospel song, because those songs are really good, and a lot of times when you listen to them, you can really hear the Holy Spirit. Um, okay, so 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I had to add, um, this one in here, because if you, um, are guilty of this sin of not being pure, whether it be pure of mouth, you know, pure of body, whatever. Um, If we confess that we've done whatever we've done and ask him to forgive us and to help us not commit that same sin, he will forgive us. So 
there's a there's you know verses in the Bible that say like all these people will not enter the kingdom of heaven and then in the verse it says fornicators don't let that scare you because that is true but those are for the people who don't realize that it's a sin and never ask for forgiveness of it or just think like oh you know it is a sin but like I'm gonna do it anyways there's a difference between willingly doing a sin and feeling like no remorse from it than just like trying not to do the sin and like failing because if God knows that you're trying he's not going to send you to hell from for it I mean he's going to give you a way out and he's probably going to get frustrated because you're not taking it but if anything he will stop you from doing that sin like one way or another like if you can't do it he will stop you this has happened to me before with sins like I have been physically stopped by God from doing the sin and it's not really going to make much sense with me telling you. You're probably like, what is she talking about? But I have been physically stopped from doing a sin because I could not stop doing the sin. So I was like, God, you know, I can't, I can't stop doing the sin. Like I'm trying, I, I like, I want to go to heaven. You know, I, I know that it's wrong. Like I know why you say it's wrong. And I believe like, yes, I want to, um, like do it your way, but it's really hard on earth not to give in and not to do the sin, he will help you because he has helped me tremendously. And it hurts. It really does hurt. But I think he also shows you like, hey, this is why it's wrong with the hurt that you get. But that doesn't mean that whenever you are hurt, he's not going to be there comforting you because he still loves you and he's forgiving. So he wants you to see that you're wrong, but just so you don't do it again, not to be like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. And that's just one of the great things about God one thing that I like to remember whenever I'm really upset is that verse in Revelation that says he will wipe all your tears when you reach the kingdom of heaven. And that just makes me feel so happy because he sees all my tears and one day he'll wipe them off my face. And that makes me just so joyful. So and makes me just get out of that sad state. Um, so I would say look that verse up Just say like verse in Revelation about God wiping your tears. That's what I always do when I look it up because I don't remember like the exact uh, chapter and verse. Um, next is Colossians 3, 5. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil conscience, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So, this is just kind of one of those verses that's saying, you know, these are bad things that you shouldn't do. Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of people aren't aware that these things are a sin. A lot of people don't think that fornication is a sin. And this is why I'm telling you, like, this is why I'm having this podcast. I'm not trying to shame you, but I'm just trying to make you aware that it is a sin. And it's something that you need to be aware of so that you don't have to face the consequences of doing that sin. And so that you don't get to heaven and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to heaven. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, you know, and God's like, oh, you're not because you did this. And God is not going to, like, if you don't know about something, like, if you haven't read your Bible and you didn't know that this was a sin or this was a sin or whatever, he's he's not going to, like, feel remorse for you because you had the access to it. And I definitely believe that God puts people in your life at some point to help bring you closer to him. He tries to give you that nudge. He pulls at you for your entire life. And if you just don't allow him to get you, if you don't explore that further, that is your own fault. And you will go to hell and 
that makes him seem like a bad God, but he's not. He's not going to force you into a relationship with him, but he's going to open a door for you to have one again and again and again. And if you keep closing the door, well, then he's going to do, he's going to send you to hell because that's, you're choosing hell over heaven. Um, and if, uh, okay, I'm not going to get into that because I've already talked about this before. Um, but I already speaked on that in a different podcast, so I'm not going to get into that, but hopefully you've listened this far because I don't want you to think that God's like, oh, so mean, but anyways, um, so last verse, Titus 2.12, it says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So denying the lust is what he's saying, deny the world, pick up the cross, follow God, live godly in this world. That's just so self-explanatory. So now, you may be like, okay, God's saying to wait. Like, so what, why wait? Here are the benefits of waiting. You are allowed into God's holy presence. Sorry, I can't read my handwriting. Um, which is something that I did not know. And whenever I did this, I was like, this is so cool. Um, it says that in Matthew 5, 8, if you want to know the verse. Um, but if you are... It says if you are pure in heart, God allows you into his presence. So if you want to feel God, be pure. Um, Freedom from guilt, anxiety, grief, emotional scars, etc. The reason that God tells you to wait until marriage is because when you have sex with someone, you become one with that person and you are forever attached to that person. So it's going to be such a harder heartbreak than if you didn't do anything with them because you're still your own person and you gave up no part of yourself. But now that person's forever going to have a part of you, a piece of you, and you're going to have a piece of them. And so you're always going to be connected in a way. And you want, you know, you don't want that for your spouse. You want to be, you want to give your full entire self to your spouse and you want that back. Um, Again, no children, no sexual disease. This is just obvious. You don't have to worry like, oh, am I pregnant? Like I see so many girls on TikTok being like, oh, glad my period came because I'm not pregnant. Like I don't, like, why would you have to worry about that? Why would you want that? Um, positive relationships, self-image, values, reputation. Um, again, you know, it's a lot easier if you're with a guy to, like, to actually feel loved if, like, you're not having sex. Because you don't have to question, like, oh, is he just with me because he wants this? You know, so there's that. Um, pure conscience before God, pure vision for his will, pure motives in, uh, initiated by God and pure relationship with God. So you don't have to hide these impure parts of yourself with God. It's all pure. That's just, you know, reason in itself. Um, so now that you know the benefits, what are the boundaries? Know your triggers. What gets you in the mood? (laughs) Um, and you know, if, so you can avoid being in that mood. Um, if it might be a rom-com, because sometimes rom-coms, you know, they have those scenes, and rom-coms, I've heard, are like girls' porn. So if you can't watch rom-coms, and if it makes you feel that way, then don't watch them. But that could go for any movie. Don't put yourself in a position to question slash test your purity. Do not hang out alone in a room with a boy. If you're tempted to do something with a boy, literally go get something to eat or go do an activity with his family or something. Be clear to guys about your purity. Say to them, 
I'm waiting till marriage. They might say, okay, I don't want anything to do with you. They might lie and be like, oh, that's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if they say, oh, that's fine, you know, I'm not going to pressure you to do anything, that's a lie. Unless they say, I'm waiting to, do not date them. Because you need someone that's going to tell you no. That's going to say, you know, if you were somehow to come on to them, that's going to be like, no, you need someone to stop you. Um, date people with the same goals. That goes with the last one. And learn from mistakes in the past. If you have a lot of sexual experiences, then you're going to expect your, you might not be pleased in your own marriage. So that's another reason. Um, but I've got to go. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much.